0: Yoki Haryu battling along the boards. Slap away at it on the wall. It's taken back by Yoki Haryu. He got it across ice. And a shot right on the goal. what better way to end Rick Generet's career? Casey Middlestat in overtime scores the final goal in Rick Genet's legendary 51 year career. I was hoping for years that the Sabres would make the playoffs. So we could hear one last May Day. One last Are You Ready Legion of Doom. Well, they didn't make the playoffs. But we got it. Casey at the, Casey at the bat. Will go down as Rick Jennerette's final overtime call. What a great night for the Buffalo Sabres. Very emotional. Rick Jennerette will be missed. I like Dan Dunleavy, but Sabres hockey just isn't going to be the same without RJ. But the Buffalo Sabres had a very good season. All things considered. This was a season the Sabres needed. Yes, they did miss the playoffs for an NHL record 11th year in a row. But the last two months provided so much hope for the, fa- for the long-suffering fans of this franchise. The Sabres finished 32-39-11 for a total of 75 points. Tage Thompson had a breakout year. Scoring 38 goals and 30 assists for 68 points. Jeff Skinner. uh, And also had a break, a a bounce back year. 33 goals, 30 assists for 63 points. Rasmus Dahl 13 goals, 40 assists, 49. 13 goals, 40 assists, 53 points. In the last two months. The Buffalo Sabres went 18, finished 16, 9, and 3. You compare this where they were last year when they lost 18 games in a row and hit rock bottom for those two dreadful months. They have won many of their fans back. They have won much confidence back. Yes, they still have a long way to go. Before they, they still they still miss the playoffs by a long by a long shot. And it's gonna be very difficult to make it. But Sabres fans are a lot more proud of this team this year than they were last year. They got a lot they got a much needed culture change. And it starts with the top with Kevin Adams. I mean, Adams still has a lot of question marks. Not every move was a winner. And there was a lot of criticism he deserves for suspect goaltending. But what he did was he did change the culture of the team. Thumbs up to him. He had the hardest job in sports. Trade away the core players and bringing only those who want to be sabers. He put Granato in charge and retooled the front office with a ton of quality, hard to argue with the results, or even with the lot of moves he's made then. This rebuild began when Kevin Adams went to Florida and told the Pagulas that Ralph Kruger needed to be tossed to the curb and the old core trade array and build around players with a hockey attitude and change the culture of the organization from top to bottom. Just and then he replaced with Alf Kruger with Don Granato and what else could be said about him was high on him when he, they took over last season and immediately made the practice harder than they played and made them res- resemble an actual hockey team and continue that more than anyone else responsible for the culture change, believes in his players and never belittled them always positive and still confidence it was fun I guess this is the only way I can describe his style. Of game is the pressure puck revival to do whatever comes naturally on offense. It was brilliant putting Tage Thompson at center. This is this feels very similar to what Brandon Bean and Shaw McDermott did with the Buffalo Bills, in which they instill, instilled a positive culture. They told the Pagoulas to stop meddling, and they did stop meddling. And now the Buffalo Bills are one of the top franchises in the NFL and are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Will the Sabres follow suit? Hit me on Twitter at JREDshow. We will get to the Bills later, but first we're going to talk about the Amherst. The Rochester Americans are going to the playoffs. On Friday, they dominated the first place Utica Comets by a score of 8-1. to And that shows you what this... The, the Amherst struggled with injuries and call-ups all season long, which is why they almost missed the playoffs. But what we saw Friday night is what the Amherst could be when they're all healthy and they're all playing right. The defense looked better. The offense looked better. And what's good is they're going to get some help down from Buffalo. Krebs and Samuelson will be sent down. Ugapeka Lukening is injured. But I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing for the Amherst because... Ukapekalukinig has been one of the be- biggest disappointments of the Amherst this year. He's had his moments, but next to injuries and call-ups, Ukapekalukinig was one of the was one of the huge reasons why the Amherst almost missed the playoffs. Fortunately, the on Saturday the Bellevue Senators defeat the Toronto Marlies in overtime in in regulation, not overtime in regulation. And because of that, the Amherst will be going to the playoffs, and they will be taking on Bellevue in the first round. So, a lot of Sabres fans compa- at, compare this year to 1996 and 2004. This year for the Sabres felt like it was, even though they missed the playoffs, it just feels like it is the start Of something special. The start of a championship window. To go over Sabres history in 1996 was followed by by 1997 where they won the division and won a playoff round. 1998 they got to the conference finals. And then 1999 they got to the Stanley Cup finals. 2004, another year similar to '96, and this year, 2005 was canceled to do a lockout. But then 2006, they won. They got to the conference championship. In my opinion, would have won the Stanley Cup if they didn't suffer so many injuries. Then 2007, the rush. Rot- they won the President's Trophy and got to the conference finals again. I uh, Will history repeat itself? But another thing that happened in 1996-2004, in 1996, the Rochester Americans won their most recent Calder Cup championship. And in 2004, the Amherst got to the conference finals. So, the Amherst have not won a playoff series since 2005. But I still think, on paper, this should be the year to do it. They have three rookies of the year. I am hoping, I am really hopeful that the Amherst will beat Bellevue and will win a playoff series for the first time in 2005. I think they could beat Utica, even though Utica has the best record in the AHL. I think this is the start of something special for both Sabres and Amherst hockey. After a, a, a decade of disappointment and frustration, I think things are finally starting to turn around, but I could be wrong. We shall see. The Buffalo Bandits are also going to the playoffs, and they will take on the Albany Firewolves on Saturday, May 7th. The Buffalo Bandits start this year 13-1, And they were on their way to having their best record in franchise history. It's the first time in the 30-year history of the band they achieved a record that good. But since then, they've lost three of their last four games. But they still get the number one seed and home turf advantage throughout the playoffs. Well, they'll be having uh, home turf for the first round, and then the next two rounds are best two out of three. In the regular season finale, they lost 10-7 to to the Toronto Rock. Um, I did get to catch a little bit of the third quarter. The five-minute major on Tohoku was warranted, in my opinion. He went right at Rose, unbatted, and will draw that call. The Rock will be a really tough out in the playoffs, and Buffalo um, drawing and draw, and Albany in round one is no picnic. I would have rather seen Philadelphia or Georgia. On to the Buffalo Bills and the NFL Draft. Um, the Buffalo Bills first round they picked, they pick cornerback Carrier Elam from number twenty, um, from Florida cornerback. They took, uh, they took James Cook, a running back. Um, Terrell Bernard, uh, linebacker. Carly Shakira, wide receiver. Matt. Matt Azura from Punter, Christian Benford's cornerback, Luke Tunuta off of his tackle, and finally, Bale Inspector, linebacker. Their day one grade, I give it A. Their day two grade, I give it A-. And a day three grade, I give it A. The Bills got the cornerback they needed in round one by training up to select Elam, whose feisty attitude and quickness on the outside to translate at the next level. Cook was exactly the sort of speedy receiving threat the team needed at the running back um, position, and Bernard helped fill a hole in the defense's second level. The Shakir is a reliable receiver who was really good fifth round pick, projected to be the Bills to take a pun in my seventh round mock. Azra's strong leg could very well unseat veteran Matt Hack. Spectre didn't get a lot of publicity at Clemson, but will offer depth to make his name on special teams. Overall, I am very happy with this draft, and I'm, I'm very happy with the, what Brandon Bean's done in this offseason. I think the Bills addre- addressed and improved every position that needed to be improved. And they are the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. So, between the Bills, the Sabres, and the Bandits. We could be seeing a very exciting time for Buffalo sports, and UB had a pretty good, um, UB football had a pretty good recruiting class as well, and the Bison's our first place in the National League East at fourteen and ten. So, pretty good time for Buffalo sports right now. So, what are your thoughts here at Twitter at Jared Show, and I'll go through the rest of the NFL. On to the NFL draft. Um, I give the Arizona Cardinals a C-. Third-round edge rusher, Maje Sanders is a long, athletic pass rusher, but he needs to gain weight. That'll happen when, he turn, when he'll turn. turn around and be a nice rotational player. I think that's the best pick. Uh, their worst pick, I didn't like trading their first-round pick to land Marquise Brown. I know they needed receiver help, but they could have waited to get on one later in the draft. They had other pressing needs like a pass rush and offensive line. They opt they opted to trade their first round pick for Brown, which I didn't like. Taking an edge rusher, Cam Thomas, and Sandra both in the second addresses a major need. Keep an eye on sixth round guard Lateus Smith. He has talent. The Atlanta Falcons get a B minus. I like the third round quarterback Desmond Ritter will end up as long as they're a long term starter. They waited to take a quarterback, and they landed a good one. Riddler has all the tools to be a quality NFL starter. I didn't like the pick of linebacker Troy Anderson. Linebacker Troy Anderson is a good player, but he went a little higher than I would have taken him. He's developed as a linebacker, but he could be a solid starter in time. Um, they took Drake London with their first pick, which eventually will pay off wisely. Waited to, to take a quarterback at Riddler. He'll be a good one, and eventually be their guy. Baltimore, I think, had the best draft. I love their pick of center Tyler Lembarm with their second first-round pick acquired a trade. Um, I didn't like the fourth-round tackle Daniel Fairley; is a massive man, but he does have the foot speed to hold with the NFL. But does he have the foot speed to hold with the NFL? It's hard to argue whether they done draft wise. But even though I didn't love the first pick of safety Kyle Hamilton, they killed the rest of the draft. Their first four picks were all matched as possible first round picks. They had a bunch of talented players on day three, including Charlie Carler, Eric Destilla Titan Charlie Carler. Eric Destler nailed this draft. Carolina Panthers get a C minus. It was their first round pick tackle. Alec- Akeem Owakwan. He was, he is a nasty mauler who fills a major need. He does need to improve the pass protection, but he will be a long time starter. I didn't like the pick of Matt Corell with Sam Howell, Howell available. Howell being the better player, Corel takes some time to get on the field. Akuno makes his draft, but the rest of it was so-so in a large part because he didn't have a lot of picks. Corel is a risky pick. Bears did not have a good draft. I think of him a D. I do not like the third-round receiver return man of Jones. He, he can fly, but he is 25, which has to be concerned. They didn't have a first-round pick after trading to get quarterback Justin Fields last year. They picked defensive backs with their first two picks, which they need to, but why not an offensive lineman at some point before round five and when they took Braxton Jones? I do like Gordon, but they better hope Jones can play. Cincinnati Bengals get a B. First-round safety, Daston Hill might not seem like a guy being taken into a position in need, but contracts are in play at safety for Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Hill had a range in the deep middle. Um, Second-round corner, Cam Taylor-Britt went a little higher than I had him ranked. This team really improved in the offseason, which could again push for a Super Bowl. They needed help with the secondary, and they landed it with three picks. Third-round defensive tackle, Zach Carter is a player to watch. For Cleveland, um, I give them a C. Fourth-round defensive tackle Perry Whitney is a good player who many thought would go earlier than he did. The tail is there, but to be an upfield player in their defense. I love Jerome Ford as running back, but do the Browns need him? It was a strange pick. They didn't pick until the third round because they traded a, a, a lot to get to Sean Watson. So I, Landish Winfrey was a nice pick. In the second round corner. And Martin Emerson is a long player with skills. Dallas gets a B plus. I like what the Cowboys did. I was higher on the first round pick. Tyler Smith. The offensive lineman from Tulsa. Than most. He will be a good player. Likely a guard to start. I also like Williams. A third rounder. Broncos get a B-. They trade away the first. To get a quarterback in Russell Wilson. Which makes the, this draft. He changes the dynamic of this team. Second round. Edge, Nick Bonio, is an explosive player who will light up the defense. Lions get a B plus. They had an outstanding draft. Landing 80 Hutchinson, the, the second pick, gives them a big-time edge player. I love Williams. Second-round edge, Josh Pascal gives them another player to hit pair with Hutchinson. Packers get a B plus. They hit big with their first two picks to Walker and defensive tackle, Devontae w- Wyatt. Most wanted at least one receiver there, but they held true to their board. They traded out to get Watson, but I think there were better options. I love 4th round tackle Zach Tom. Houston Texans B+. I like the a lot of what they did. 1st round corner Derek Stingley Jr. will be a shutout and down player while offensive lineman Kenyon Green is a nasty mauler. Colts get a C-. They landed some good players in Pierce and tight end Jalen Woods. But is 3rd round pick Bernard Ramray ready to start at left tackle? He better be. Losing their 1st round pick was a bad move. Jacksonville Jaguars B minus. Taking edge player Trevin Walker the first overall pick is a risk, but he's a good player. Can be a great one. Land center Luke Fortner in the round three was a good move, but why take Moon when you didn't need him? Unless lawyers will be more of an edge passing round. Cassie Chiefs A. First-round corner, Trent McDuffie will be a limited immediate starter, and Carlos will be a push for the job right away. Second-round receiver, Sky Moore, and second-round safety, Brian Cooks, were good were good picks. Vegas gets a B. They didn't pick until the third round because of the trades. One of them I liked to land was receiver, Devontae Adams. He's worth it. The draft brought some quality players I liked, such as Farrell and six-round pick Theron Munford. Chargers get a C. Getting Johnson to help was big, up front was big. He'll be a long time starter. The rest of the draft was okay for me. I do like 6 round offensive lineman Jameer Slater. Uh, Rams get a B minus. The Rams didn't pick it to the third round because they trade away the picks to land veteran players, including quarterback Matt Stafford. All those those with that philosophy, they had to hit it in the later picks. But the the Bills are doing what the uh, Rams are hoping they would do: just go all in, try to win the Super Bowl now. And then don't worry about your draft picks later. Dolphins get a C. They didn't pick until the third round because the trades included Tyreek Hill. He was also worth getting, so that great helps. I love Tyndall. Vikings get a C. New general manager Kowinski and Alvin moved up and down the board, but in the end, it was, it was a really good maneuvering. They took Luis Sinead in the first round, a player I like, but I didn't love the rest of their draft, other than a Samoa. A- 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 Patriots C-. Belichick walks to his own beat when it comes to drafting. Sometimes he wins, like when he got Tom Brady. But he's also had a fair share of losses. Strange seemed like it's reached, but I love Thornton in a third-round corner Marcus Jones. I didn't understand taking Bailey in fourth. Saints get a B. They moved up in the first round round to right receiver Chris Olave, a good player with speed that was needed. Penning will be a good player. To keep an eye on the fifth round line, Michael Jackson, he can run. Giants get a B plus. Landon Caven Dierks is the best pure edge rusher in this class, and Neal makes a good class. But they also add a good receiver, Dan Robinson, and a bunch of other players who compete for spots. Jets get an A. Joe Douglas had two picks in the top seven and nailed them, getting the corner Sauce Gardner and received Garrett Wilson. Then Ann Johnson and Brees Hall, the best backs of the class, makes a heck of a group. Eagles, B+. Howie Roseman had a good weekend. He traded to get receiver, A.J. Brown, and then took Davis as the first. Second round center, Cam Jurgens will be, will take over as a starter when J- Jason Kelsey retires. Counting Brown's a good haul. Steelers get a B. Get it picking it, will make this draft. There was talk considering the trade it up yet. They still have him. I like fourth round receiver Calvin Austin, and we know the Steelers have a success with rece- receivers again in this area. 49ers C. They didn't have a first round pick the trading Trey Lance last year, but they landed some solid players the rest of the way. Second round edge rusher Drake Jackson had some talking first round before the draft. Lance better be good. Seahawks C. They picked two offensive tackles, including the first-round pick, Charles Cross, which they had to do, but taking a running back this early is weird as they need to transition from a run-heavy offense. Second-round pass, boy, may fit his talent, but is he raw? Buccaneers, uh, they traded out to the first round to get extra picks, They still added a group. Goodke ge- will compete at left guard on the fellow second pick, Holowin-Hall, LB could be a starter defensive tackle. Fourth round tight end, Kate Orton has a good pick. Tennessee gets a B minus. They ended us they ended picking a lot of good players, which John Robinson usually does. The positions are a little strange that they took a bunch of corners in recent years and had some more. Finally, the Washington Commanders. I give them the B plus. The move to trade down was and still land receiver John Dotson was smart drafting. They need a receiver that could help Wentz. Dotson will liven up the passing game. They add some other nice players, but how well is the icing? Keep an eye on fifth-round tight end Cole Turner. It was a good... So what are your thoughts on Twitter at JREDshow? On to the... Now I'm going to make predictions for the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Um, starting with round one, Colorado versus Nashville. The Avalanche were exceptional all season long and would not connect with the Panthers for the President's Trophy. Um, I think they will sweep the Predators. And frankly, Colorado is my pick to win it all. Uh, Wild versus Blues. Krill Krebussoff blossomed into one of the least most talented wingers in the second NHL season. Fellow winger Kevin. Fiala also had a career year. It really helped stabilize Minnesota's second line. I think Minnesota wins this in six. Calgary versus Dallas. The Flames would have won the biggest surprise teams of the year. For a team that didn't make a marquee addition in the offseason, Calgary relied on the style power that had already had been placed to help build a Stanley Cup contender. How Trophy candidate Johnny Goudreau had the best season of his career for a team in second most points in the Western Conference. I think they beat Dallas 4-1. to one. Edmonton versus Los Angeles. This is probably the best Oilers team of the McDavid era. And I think this team will go deep in the playoffs. I think they'll beat Los Angeles in 6. Wash, Florida, um, they have weak goaltending. But I think they'll take care of Washington. Tampa Bay. I think, ta- I think Tampa Bay would beat Toronto. The Maple Leafs have too many questions on defense. Questionable goaltending. And I don't think their droughts gonna end this year. I think Toronto beat I think Tampa Bay beats them in seven. Boston versus Carolina. Carolina has a question mark a goal with um Frederick Anderson possibly out. I think Boston will win in six. Rangers versus Penguins. Um Again, Pittsburgh has a question mark at goaltending goal with um, Tristan Jerry possibly being injured. I think the Rangers win in six. And my prediction for the Stanley Cup Finals, I think it's going to be Colorado over Boston in seven. On to the NBA, um, I think my my prediction. I think Miami will sweep will sweep Philadelphia. I think Milwaukee will uh, beat Boston in 6. I think Phoenix will beat Dallas in 6. Golden State will sweep Memphis. In the Conference Finals, I got Golden State over Phoenix in 7. That could really go either way. I think Milwaukee should easily beat Miami in 4. And then the NBA Finals, I think it's going to be a very exciting series. I think it's going to be Milwaukee over... Golden State in seven. I think the Milwaukee has the makings of a dynasty. Um, Giannis is the NBA's next major superstar. He is the next Michael Jordan. He is the next LeBron James. He is the next face of the sport, which is why I think Milwaukee will win back-to-back titles. Um, for soccer... It is neck and neck between Manchester City and Liverpool for the Premier League. Manchester City has four both Manchester City and Liverpool have four games left in the Premier League. Man City has Newcastle, Wolves, West Ham and Aston Villa. I um Liverpool has Tottenham, Aston Villa, Southampton and Wolves. Manchester City has the easier schedule. I think Manchester City is going to win all four of their remaining games. I think they'll take the Premier League. But I think Liverpool in exchange, I think Liverpool will take the Champions League. Um I expect Manchester Liverpool to easily put away Villarreal. Manchester City's got a tough challenge against Real Madrid. And you know what? I think Real Madrid's gonna take it away from Manchester City, but I think the Liverpool will beat Ma- Liverpool. I think Liverpool will beat Real Madrid to win the Champions League. So, what are your thoughts on sports? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow, and I will see you later.